A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Today, the 10th of October, is World Mental Health Day. So we're putting out this episode because of World Mental Health Day. And we're sitting down with one of Britain's brightest talents, the wonderful Craig Roberts. You will most likely have seen Craig in his breakout performance in the Richard Ayoade film Submarine. He was the lead role in that, and terrific he was too. Uh, and that would prove a springboard. He, he ended up going to America, made some Hollywood blockbusters, 22 Jump Street, Bad Neighbours with Seth Rogen, we talked about in this chat. Uh, and then Red Oaks as well. That was shown over here on Amazon Prime. He made that with Paul Reiser and, and Richard Kind. Um, and now with his new film, Eternal Beauty, which premiered... At the London Film Festival, just this Tuesday evening. So we had our chat just before the premiere. I got to see the film last week. And it's a, a really beautiful film. It's a study of paranoid schizophrenia. Craig will tell you a lot more about that in our chat. Craig is also really open and honest about his own anxiety. And what he does to live with that anxiety and to combat it ultimately i guess this is a this is a this is a great chat he's such a he's such a lovely guy i thought he was tremendous so keep your eyes out for eternal beauty often a film will show at the lff uh and then you'll see it out months later so uh it was great to get the early insight on this film and what yeah what a cast we, we talk about that as well. Anyway, this is this is the wonderful Craig Roberts. One thing he does do to combat his anxiety is play pro evolution soccer. Soccer, <laughs> pro evolution soccer. So for the first time in months, I play. I, I used to play that game a heck of a lot. So last night, wife was out, put the kids to bed for the first time in a long, long time. I played Pro Evolution Soccer. It didn't combat my anxiety because I, I lost every game that I played. Uh, but anyway, Craig, God bless you. Thank you so much. Right, we're, we're uh, ready off. to rock and roll. <laughs> I think I've ever rock and rolled in my life. I'd I would like to rock and roll. I like rock and roll. But yes. Yeah. You have that look, my friend. Really? Yeah. I mean, in the way that I wish I looked like you and I don't. So take that as a rock and roll compliment. Well, I wish I didn't look like me, so yeah. That's... Stop that, team. <laughs> Stop that talk. Um, you've got... Now, this isn't how I was intending on starting off the podcast, sure. but what rock, what rock and roll are we talking? I, uh, uh, what is rock and roll? Tell me what is rock and roll. Like, What's the... Great question. Well, I know you get this a lot, yeah. but you have a look of one of the great rock and rollers, the lead singer of the Arctic Monkeys, and you will get that a lot, won't you? I do get that every yeah. now and again, yeah. Which is... And he will get that he looks like Craig Roberts. Yeah, sadly, for for, get... for Mr. Turner. Get um, out of here! I, yeah, I mean, I love I love Alex Turner. I think he's incredible. Uh, I really like the Shadow Puppets, um, him, sure. him and Miles Kane. They, they've got some great records. Um, I don't know who else. Who, who's your favourite? Well, my favourite band ever is uh, Pearl Jam. Gotcha. It's pretty much all I've listened to from the age of about 13 to the extent where they were the first dance at my wedding. Excellent. One of the tables at my wedding was named after Eddie Vedder, the lead singer. Amazing. It's. Uh, I once met the keyboard player, Boom Gaspar, at the... I mean, I've seen them like, double figures down the years, plus Eddie solo, but I met the keyboard player and 
I was with a friend who is not a Pearl Jam fan, and thank God he was there because I, you know, you hear people say I lost the power of speech, and I sometimes think, did you really? Mm-hmm. But I can vouch that that is a thing. Oh, because, really? Yeah, I, I, I could my mind couldn't compute that I was in front of him. I think I would have the same <laughs> had I if I were to meet Marshall Mathers. That would be the yeah. same for me. Um, that's my rock and roll. I, th- I, lo- I love hip hop. Um, that's the only music I really listen. Although I do listen to some more. I listen to a lot of like. I suppose I like Ricky Nelson and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah, I, I mainly listen to a lot of hip hop. Have you? Who have you met where you're, you're you've got close to your mind going? Ke- met Kendrick Lamar and that. Wow. That kind of yeah yeah. I didn't know what to say. And Dr. Dre actually. Stop it. Yeah, I met Dr. Dre, but I asked the, the, the stu- just a stupid question. I said, what's it like working with Eminem? <laughs> so, yeah, that was all cool, all cool was out the window immediately. Um, He's in tunnel monologue. I am Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Was he, was he charming, though? He was yeah, nice, very nice, very nice, yeah. It was in a club, which I don't find myself in very often. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I went straight to him. Good for you. Why not? So go, what was the, is the thought process there? So this is going to sound like I'm being ironic, and I'm yeah, not. Right. But when I was a some absolute comedy anorak, and when I was a little, when I was a like from from being a toddler onwards, one of my heroes was was Russ Abbott. Right. And I, I once saw Russ Abbott in a car park, and <laughs> and again I I like lost it, and I thought if I don't go over to Russ Abbott and tell him that I love him, I will regret it. Because I know there is a school of thought that yeah, you, you, yeah. you should leave people alone, and you know. And I and I do get that, but I, I and this was what I was wrestling with as one of the you know about you like one of the great overthinkers. Oh god! But then if I, yeah, I did yeah, that, and then yeah. if I, and then then what if then what if Russ? Da, da, da. But I did. I went over, and I, I I think it took me a full minute of talking for him to realise that I was being genuine. Cause, yeah, because the gushing was so heartfelt. You know. Yeah. Well, these people kind of you know they influence your life. You know, depending on how sure how involved they are in certainly growing up. I think hip hop helped me a lot. Um, with like anxiety and stuff like that. Uh, certainly listening to Eminem. I mean, look, I don't think everything he says is uh, great. Although a lot of it is a joke, so you know you have to take it with a pinch of salt. But um, it, when he gets angry, and I think he's very inspiring. So I think I kind of yeah would listen to that a lot. And often, as is often the case, and with your new film, by the way, what is often the case is that, and I know this from my own experience. You, I've told, I've been able to tell people your work helped me deal with X or this inspired me to check out Y. Yeah. And the person responsible, the artist or wh- whoever it might be, they obviously don't realise that at the time because it's their life and they are them. Ian Wright was a guest recently and I, uh, and I find him such an inspirational character, someone who's from his background, you know, the England cap came when he was, I think he was 26. And so what he went through as a kid to achieve what he did and the same sort of thing he said it's only now when he looks back that he realizes that he was having this impact on people well i suppose they're just they're just using an outlet to yeah express themselves sure so yeah they probably yeah you're right they don't realize it so how with you and acting who were your heroes there because i mean some of our listeners probably or they might not realize i mean you you caught breaks super young, Tracy yeah. Beaker. Um... Right, yeah, yeah. So I, I did. I started acting when I was nine, and I did a BBC drama called Care, and then I didn't act for, for a few years. And then when I was 11, um, I got a kids' show called Tracy Beaker. So I was in that for a couple of years, and then did another CBBC show after that. Um, and then there was a gap where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure whether it was acting or I actually wanted to develop computer games. So looked into that and then I did a movie called Submarine which was directed by Richard Awade and that kind of changed it for me really it kind of it then snowballed into something that I couldn't remove myself from wow it felt like yeah in in a beautiful way like I felt very grateful and ve- very lucky to be in that and to meet Richard really because Richard changed my life and and introduced me to cinema I've heard Mel Brooks say that so you might not know so any listeners who don't know Mel Brooks is Mel Brooks is you know, for me in the, in the history of comedy, is a, ma- a Mount Rushmore <laughs> yeah, figure yeah. in the history of uh, of comedy. So he'd made Blazing Saddles and, and Young Frankenstein, and had written for some great comedians as well. So an absolute behemoth of, of comedy. And then the Elephant Man came his way. Uh, exactly, I was just about to say he's, he he he's, he, he yeah. wanted to make the Elephant Man, and the phrase he uses is he had painted himself into a corner, and so. 
obviously he was clearly very capable of making that film because he's a brilliant filmmaker. But he was worried that the bums on the seats mm-hmm. were... I'm not saying that the audiences are bums, but that is a term that is used, right, putting yeah. bums on seats, um, would have watched it and they'd been thinking, oh, there'll, there'll be a there'll be a, a pratfall any, any minute now. And so uh, David Lynch... He's the reason we have David Lynch. So yeah. David Lynch, uh, there was a screening of a Razorhead in New York that Mel Brooks went into. And David Lynch, I think, was super, super anxious. And he was waiting for Mel Brooks to come out of it. And Mel Brooks came out and said, you're a madman. I absolutely love it. And that, that that's what changed David Lynch's life. Like David Lynch talks about Mel Brooks all the time. Yeah, he, he owes him a lot. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, but I already... Was was that guy with you? Then I take it. Yeah, well, just in, yeah, he gave me the role of the the, char- the protagonist in Submarine and introduced me to a, a bunch of films like Squid and the Whale by Noah Baumbach. Oh, uh, yeah, what a what a filmmaker. What a, fi- but I mean that fi- I mean that film in particular, Jeff. I mean Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Jeff Daniels is so underrated that maybe he's now getting the finally yeah. getting the credit he deserves. Yeah, but uh, what what a performance! What a movie! Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. It's incredible. It's such a beautiful movie. So so detailed. Um, and the other one was the yeah. He showed me the Graduate, which is obviously a fantastic. You know movie. I've never seen the Graduate. How, oh, it's how bad is that? Oh, it's well. That's good. Um, I I always get excited when people haven't seen. It's like yeah. when people haven't seen the Sopranos. I'm like, oh, you've got a real sure. tr- real treat. Yeah. But the same with the Graduate. Uh, the, yeah, that and then like Rushmore by Wes Anderson. Mate, you. I mean, that's one of my all time fantastic film. Uh, P- perfect movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, he introduced me to that, and it, I think it triggered something or sparked something in me to want to pursue many, many ways of, of I don't know, ex- exploring the ideas. Did, did that plan succeed to be a filmmaker then, and a, a writer and a filmmaker? I didn't know it at the time, but I think it did, yeah. I think it did. I think watching him and just... The film, it's interesting, you know, when I, when I was acting, you get, you know, you do interviews and you get asked who, what kind of actors do you look up to or is there anybody you'd like to be? Um, and I, did, I wasn't really saying actors, I was, I was saying directors. Um, sure. So I, I, I think my mind was always on that. Uh, and just the, the, the kind of prep and the, 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 the time that Richard put into that movie, I could just see that he was so passionate about it. And that's, I think that's what triggered it in me. I do see flourishes of... Anderson and it's Noah Baumbach, isn't it? Mm. Um, and that, and I say that as the the ultimate compliment. I, so I guess even perhaps without you knowing it, were they influences then? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Noah Baumbach, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he his his relationships in movies are so real. Every you know everybody's always trying to get to the truth, and he he seems to have it in bucket loads. Sure. Now we now we, I mean with Eternal Beauty. I mean if you were to. If we were to play fantasy football, but with movies in mm. terms of assembling that dream cast, yeah, I mean you've 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 won the league, there, my friend. I've won the league, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got, I, I mean, my, you know, I got the best actor you could get, really. Um, the time, I and mean, this is more like a, a, a enthusiastic fan comment, but the timing of when Thewlis comes in, for example, it's like you're thrown on a substitute, and he, you know, and he, and he bags yes. a hatch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. The, I mean, I'm telling you something that you already know here, but the. The the timing of that and the pacing. Am I ruining? I hope I'm not ruining anything. Here. No, I think you um, are. I don't think you are. But that's that's a really beautiful change of gear, isn't it? You welcome it, right? I mean, because the first the first act is structured. I mean, look, the character in the movie is living with paranoid schizophrenia and uh, decides to, I suppose, not not play by the rules. Let's say in the first act, and it's I think told in a schizophrenic way. The first act, so you, it kind of it's you got to follow it and you got to go down the rabbit hole with with the character. When she comes back and um, let's say play by the rules, um, it becomes more linear. And you you know you introduce Thulis and it felt right to bring him in then and to to find a love of sorts and a new lease on life. Um, but yeah, he's amazing in it. He he. So David was in a band called Door Forty Four when he was a teenager and he never really wanted to be an actor, I don't think, or, or at least didn't didn't really know it was an op- uh, a thing he could do. And he travelled with a friend to London and waited with him in the in the audition room, and then uh, the the casting director asked him to come in, and that's what. Are you joking? That's how David. Yeah, that's how that's how it happened for David. Um, so I, when I was writing the script, I always knew that he he you know wanted to be a musician, so that's why I got him in it. That's so funny that you say that because when he is banging that song out. Uh, and the, even like the posture is almost Joe. It's I mean, talking of rock and roll, yeah. Maybe the king of rock and roll is is Joe Strummer, but the way he's attacking that uh, 
guitar. Now that you say it, that was clearly not his first rodeo. No, no, yeah, we we had a lot of fun recording. We recorded a bunch of tracks for that, actually. Are you serious? Yeah, we recorded a bunch, and we I think we want to release like an EP. So David's band is called The Truth Detectives. There's no other member of the band; it's just him. Um, and he, yeah, he, uh, we recorded a bunch. We'd love to release like an EP. Because what is in a what what is a obviously a very emotional and very powerful film. There are some beautiful laughs in there. Good, and that tr- and the truth detectives <laughs> with the lyrics and so on. Yeah. Is there, I mean that's you know the the fun is evident. Yeah, well, I wanted to fill the movie with paranoia. You know, I, I really did, and and it was uh, a musician that believes that he can't get a deal because it's the system and not not his actual <laughs> band. Is there's nothing more paranoid than that? And also somebody that you know is so into Kurt Cobain and. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in the original script about him being killed and being murdered and stuff like that. You know, the kind of yes, conspiracy, yes, yes. conspiracy theories that surround him that I took out just because I didn't want to be sued. Um, I mean, you know, if we're both overthinkers, you don't want to go to bed at night thinking, <laughs> am I going to get sued? <laughs> exactly. Um, but we, we call the queen a shapeshifter. So I think that's that's fine. That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, you know, if you, if you're into that, <laughs> do you remember when you, uh, do you remember when you first heard that the, that that was? I'm, I'm sorry, I sound like I'm I'm laughing out, and I apologise. But when you do, you when you first hear that shapeshifter conspiracy theory, the David Icke kind of, it's impossible not to. Talking of rabbit holes, I mean, that's a Google rabbit hole. That you... Well, I've done it many times. I've had many friends that have smoked too much pot and, you know, sat me in a car and said, look at this, this mem- you know, Jay-Z's part of the Illuminati and, and stuff like that. You know, they've sacrificed, you know, a person so that they can be a part of it. And I just find it fascinating that people can actually believe that. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what the... Uh what the truth of it all is but um i also love the moon landing conspiracy i really love the moon that stanley kubrick shot the moon landing. yeah if i could believe anything i could probably believe that to be honest um that be extra i mean because that is allegedly the well yeah i mean a the- a, you look at space Odyssey, space odyssey and it's pretty good yeah. it looks pretty close sure. um and it's you know he moved to the uk sure and never went back um look i'm going to start sounding like david's character if i go on anymore uh but anyway <laughs> see how you wrote that character <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it kind of i knew a lot of people so he was a kind of a mixture of many many um I suppose many friends I grew up with that believed in these conspiracy theory theories. I think it's good to have those friends in your life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Some of my mates listen to this going, James, you were that friend. <laughs> um, well, please, may I ask, how did you come to explore what, you know, I'm not just saying this, but obviously what you're dealing with in this film is 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 weighty and the way you deal with it is is beautiful. It's incredibly sensitively done. Okay. It's really expertly handled um how did you come to explore that field of paranoid schizophrenia so i uh it's a it's an incredibly personal story really i i kind um i grew up around a uh a woman uh, that to me had superpowers um a member of my family was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and i didn't really as a kid i didn't acknowledge it much i didn't really know that it was a thing um and then about 10 years ago, maybe less than 10 years ago, I started to realize how incredible she was as a person to deal with what she deals with and then also to be a superhero. Um, so, yeah, I kind of wanted I wanted to explore that. It's interesting. I, I screened the movie the other day and somebody came out of it and, and said that for her, the movie was, you know, about whether we could recast the weakness of mental health as a strength. And I think that's what the plan was going into it. Um Sure, it's it's the movie slightly surreal in moments, and it's not completely socially real. But I I wanted to take something that society has conditioned people to believe is something, and then question what what if it's a superpower? What if we've got it wrong? Um, or what, what if it could be something else, something way way bigger than we we ever thought it could be? So that was that was the intention in making it. Um, and it and it helped because the, the characters came fully formed. You know, they were they were real people. I I'm glad you mentioned the the you know the the laughs and and stuff because some people feel uncomfortable with that some people feel uncomfortable with laughing um, when it's under the, under the umbrella of mental health and I just don't agree with that whatsoever I, I think that's look life is funny life is funny and life is sad um, this person is not somebody that's defined by their mental mental health it's a person and people are funny so if you feel uncomfortable with it I think that's just people taking you know reflecting their own things onto it. And also, you're not laughing 
at your dealing with the subjects in a very sensitive way and the comedy comes from moments within the film she's wicked she's absolutely wicked throughout the movie you know she'll do whatever she wants and that and i love that you know if if we could all have that filter on it would be incredible um so yeah you're right it's what you're with her from the from the first frame it's in her head or at least we're we're seeing the world through her eyes so yeah it's never like oh let's laugh at her it's uh laugh with her if you want you must be you must be very proud now i'm not this is obviously isn't the reason why you made the film but you you are going to have a lot of people with um these things in their family yeah you will have you will have a lot of people coming up to you to say thank you um that must be i average about one cry maybe two cries per episode so i'm about halfway there at the moment um that must that must be really beautiful yeah it is it is just to think that it came from somebody that's currently in the valleys in Wales, um, just living their life, and that hopefully it can reach many, many people. Um, yeah, I hope the people I hope the people relate to it, and I hope the people... I just hope that people take hope from it, you know, that just because somebody's dealing with, with one reality, it doesn't mean it's worth, worse than yours, you know? We, we all have worlds to live, to live through and, and to live in. Um, and yeah, you know... I just want to look at it like a superpower. I want to empower these people. Now, that's the key thing. I'm, I'm super mindful of not uh, giving anything away, but that, that is the key theme that we all have. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have different aspects. We all have different lives. Um, and that that's a deliberate uh, viewpoint you, you're exploring there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the, you know it's, the, there's, I suppose, the setup of the movie is that this person has a mental a mental health issue and the, um, her world is troubled and then you, you look at the whole world and you kind of zoom out and you see that everyone has their own issues to deal with. So maybe some people escaping is also, you know, can also be a positive thing sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot about yeah, it's a lot about just people. I mean, there's a line in the movie that says, "What what if there's no such thing as happiness? Only moments of not being depressed." That's I mean that stayed <laughs> yeah. stayed with me a bit too much. Oh though. yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know if I I don't know what I feel about that really. It just it kind of I suppose in that moment I felt probably like that and wanted to put it on paper. Um, but I think it's about finding. Look, happiness is such a rare thing that when we do get it, I think we just need to appreciate it. Because it's you know it's very easy to feel down and it's it's a hard place and and it's very easy to feel lonely and I think lonely is one of the, the, the uh, being lonely is one of the biggest problems for for depression and for mental health. We need to we need to talk about it and we need to surround people with with other people. What what have what what steps have have you taken to um, help your own mental health? I think M and M certainly helps that. Um, preach yeah 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 no i think i mean honestly when he's when he's angry i, I feel I, I i kind of i certainly escape um what have i done um i've stopped drinking as much coffee that's certainly yeah, again you're singing to the choir on that one yeah agree, yeah yeah uh, it's, uh, i'm trying to cut down on cigarettes they certainly make me feel anxious my, my main thing is is i mean i do have moments of being down but uh, my main thing is anxiety, and we talked about it earlier. Actually, I, I didn't realize it was this thing until I was talking to somebody the, the other day, and they mentioned imposter syndrome. Um, I certainly, I certainly feel that. Um, how can you not? So, um, in terms of steps, I think I, David Lynch has helped that. Actually, David Lynch has helped that a lot. I try to meditate um, and try and take time on my own, um, and just look at things in a in a in a, in a more beautiful, beautiful, uh, I suppose, lens. Look at look at it through that. Um, it's tough. I mean, you've got to take every day as it comes. You absolutely have to. And so just, yeah, friends. Friends really help, I think. The, the, so the imposter syndrome is quite a common... I've been interviewing people for about 20 years, yeah. and a common thread is imposter syndrome. And these are... And I include you in this bracket, my friend. These are often some of the brilliant people you'll ever meet who've achieved some of the most remarkable things, and they still feel... Like that tap on the shoulder is going to come yeah. and you turn around and go, oh, is that my time? Oh, well. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. It helps in a way. You know, it does help um, in in some ways if you can channel it into the right because you don't want to take anything for granted for sure. But the idea of, um, like, it's a, it's a, I'm in an industry that is um, sur- surrounded by, you know, masks. It's all about a mask. Um, and certainly some masks can eat into the face. Um, 
so of course I feel like I'm I'm you know we're, you know wearing a mask and I feel like I'm not at this, at some point somebody's going to be like okay we 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 get it you don't really know what was you know what's going on or what you're doing but look I think I think if I was the other way I would be Kanye West and and I would think I'm God so I don't know maybe a happy medium would be beautiful but one day have you have you ever and I, I say this is a big advocate of therapy I've been about 15 years now have you have you explored therapy i've not no i've not um i would do it i think um i'm one of these people that kind of sit in the room and just talk to myself not talk like what you know out loud but like i just run things through in my head and um i don't really talk to too many people about my issues but i should i know i should um i talk to friends and families um and family rather um but no i've never 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 thought about doing it really so my, I talk about therapy so much that my wife, uh, very much at home, is James. Not everyone wants to have therapy. You know, I'm like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I might recommend that you know, <laughs> yeah. walking past strangers in the street. Have you tried? Have you tried therapy? <laughs> it's like a, you know, as if I own shares in uh, therapy. Um, and you do? No. <laughs> I sh- you know what? I sh- I definitely should. Do. Um, I w- I mean, I just think this is more. Like, I'm, I'm mindful that we've now veered towards. Uh, a friendly off the record chat we should be having off the off the podcast. Right, but, <laughs> but, this, this, um, but I, I would I would I would sincerely a I would sincerely recommend it to anyone. But also b I fully accept that it's not for everyone. I've recommended it to friends. Some have taken to it. And some have gone. You know what? I tried that, but yeah, yeah. N- no, not for me. I, I look. I think I would. I would certainly. I would not be opposed to doing it. I think also um, in terms of. Going back to what you said about how how have you helped your own mental health? One thing that's certainly not helped it is social media. I think social media is absolutely awful. I absolutely hate it. I think it's terrible. It's so like certainly Twitter, Instagram's fine. I think um, anything with pictures, I like. Um, you know, it feels like an although it, before it used to feel like a kind of a little board that people would put pictures up on and now it now it's gone in on on oneself and it's about the person as opposed to the experiences I suppose um but twitter is is absolutely crazy it feels like you're walking down the street in london and you can just hear everybody's voice voices you know you can hear the voices and um it, it this it's so much it's so much my friend uh, the, the, there's a queen called nick helm who if you if you've not checked him out it, wonderful like you know towering talents but he yeah. he said himself of of twitter he said the fact that people can tag you and say the worst things that a human being can say yeah. he said it's like you're being texted a privately texted abuse by strangers yeah um what i mean i mean it, it does feel like something. I know several Premier League footballers are, are trying to get more done because those guys get it. Well, they've got enough followers to do that stuff. Um, I think for news, it's obviously very good. Twitter, um, don't don't get me wrong, that that's very good. It's quicker than anything in terms of news, and for you know, for yeah, for changing the right things and for spreading the right messages. But in terms of hearing every everybody's opinion, I, I mean, that's I what I mean. I mean, yeah. there's a, there's a, I mean, I support Palace, but there's one, there was one player for Crystal Palace. And it got so bad that our fans had to say, "Why are you tagging this guy? He yeah. doesn't want to read. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. want to read this horrendous. You know, he gets home on a Saturday night and he's got a thousand people calling him whatever because of a misplaced pastor. I mean, it's, it is it's awful, it is. isn't it? Well, yeah, well, especially from that community, though. I mean, that they really don't. They're not very forgiving, right? <laughs> Football fans. It's it's not all of them. No, not all of them. Yeah. So yeah, I can't imagine what that's like. Uh, may, so may I ask, yeah. as a as how was the 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 US experience because obviously you, you make a you made a hit show you appear in a string of Hollywood movies so to me on the outside as the fan with his face pressed up against the glass it looks like the best thing in the world but is the, is the reality somewhat different it was actually easier it was nice it was very nice it, there's something about LA and there's something there's a there's this bubble there that um it's very positive yeah very very positive and people want to make things and they want to make good things and I really enjoyed that I know a lot of people go to that place and think it's like the Truman Show and there's there there is aspects of that but I really enjoyed the time I I, I after submarine I did a movie called Bad Neighbors and got to work with uh, Seth Rogen, who was a massive, massive idol of mine. I, lo- I love Superbad so much, and actually Michael Cera's performance in Superbad, I-, I stole pretty much for Submarine. So, yeah, yeah, you're too harsh. You're too harsh. Yeah, no, I did. I one mean, of the, one of the, you know, one of the most memorable uh, performances of the past ten years in your 
Mate, you did. You did. You absolutely. I said this with with uh, my heart filled with love. You emphatically did not steal that performance. Well, Paul Schrader, the the writer of Taxi Driver, says uh, steal from a corner shop, but don't steal from the same one every night. <laughs> so I, yeah. So I, I I stole I stole aspects of Michael Sarah and then and any other things I could take really. Um, but America was yeah, it was really wonderful. It was really good, and I made a lot of friends th- through that through those experiences. Um, it's just a different beast there when when they make things. They they obviously have a lot more money, so they're able to spend more time, and time is great. But then you look look at the UK and you look at, Br- at British independent films, and there's nothing that beats that. Also, you know, there's when people turn up to do an independent British movie or any kind of movie, um, they're there because they want to do it. They're not getting paid great, you know. They're there because they're passionate and they really want to make something fantastic. So there's also nothing like that. That's a real magic. Now, may I ask you? You've got that. So I, I try. I try not to use the, the term actress. I, I, I think Chris Rock made a joke about this. Like, why do we have actor and actress? He said something like, "It's not like Meryl Streep." What's correct now, though? What is correct? Well, I think I, I would personally say actor. I think that is correct. Is that is, is yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah? Okay. Um, so you got you got one of the, one of the greatest actors working today in in yeah. Sally Hawkins, master of the craft. Yeah. I mean, you know, sweet. And she's Sweet a, baby Jesus, one of the, you know, yeah. a, an absolute behemoth. Um, h- how did that come about, please? Um, yeah, she is amazing. She's just so good. I, I I wrote the script for her. I wrote with her in mind. I knew she played my mum in Submarine, so I knew her and we had a good relationship. And I, yeah, I wrote the script for her and I sent it to her. And she read half of it and said yes. And then I was extremely worried she'd read the second half and be like, no, I, I can't do this. Um, See that? I think you and I have a similar mindset. Yeah. yeah. In, like, what I what I wish my reaction would be great, <laughs> yeah. rather than oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But she, um, I could. There, there was a time when maybe she wasn't available to do it because of other things, and I wasn't going to make the movie. There, there was no way I would make this movie without Sally. I knew the role was right for her, and I knew there'd be nobody else that could do it justice like she could. Um, so yeah, we sat down, and I mean, Sally's. I mean, she's a superhero. She really is in terms of her, how how she's able to, you know, the control she has as an actor. And she gets into character a lot. She really does. Like we spent, I mean, we spent about a year and a half, two years going back and forth, like sharing songs or sharing pictures or the colors that we liked and just trying to get into the into each other's heads. And then, yeah, about three months before she came down to Wales where we shot the picture. And I suppose, yeah, slowly walked into the water and became the character. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's incredible. And it, what's amazing is I I obviously was friends with her, and but we got on, you know, so, so well during, during the picture and became, like, best friends during the whole thing, and it was amazing. And then the day after filming, I went to see Sally, and I realized that I'd become friends with the character. That like Sally was obviously herself sometimes, but mainly the character, and it was interesting. It's just she's just incredible. She's and in the movie she's incredible. I just hope people you know love her as much as I do because it's it's such a brave performance and it's just yeah, super 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 powerful. Did did she meet the per- the person on whom the character is based? No, no. We try to we try to separate that. We didn't really want to. I had all the information I needed, and we had um, a consultant called Dr. Paul Fletcher, who is the head of neuroscience at Cambridge, and he was over the script the whole time. He was there from the beginning, and we talked to Sally and talked to myself, and we basically, we went deep, deep, deep to 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 find every level or many levels of psychosis that we could, you know, we could take with us and, and show the world. So, no, we never did that. I had a, I had a small documentary of uh, something that I filmed that I would share, me and Sally would would watch. So with the, with the doctor on board, am I, am I right in saying that this is uh, this simply could not be? And you're an experience, obviously. This this simply could not be more accurate in terms of what he's trying so. to put across. Yeah, he says it's one of the most original, uh, yeah, tellings of, of of schizophrenia that he's ever seen. So I, I'd hope. Um, and I, I mean, every, you know, the public can be the judge of that, really, or anybody that has it can be. But I'd hope it is. I hope it is. Yeah, I hope it's it's got to be truthful because I, I've just stayed as true as possible to the person. How, how does that fit? I mean, I know mental health has been explored on 
TV and and, and cinema with, with varying degrees of yeah. s- success. You know, yeah. um, I mean, you must that must feel like a, a tremendous honour to be be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, just yeah, the, the, you know, you never know how anything's going to turn out. You know, you nobody. You know, the cliche of nobody um, sets off to make a bad movie. Um, so, but you don't really know what's going to happen. Although when you got Sally Hawkins, you're, I think you're pretty much fine. Um, but uh, it feels, you know, it feels. I think it's good. I just want people to. I, many, I've st- tried to watch as many as I can in terms of what you know, movies about schizophrenia, um, and also movies about psychosis or mental health. You know, you look at Taxi Driver. That's an incredible movie. It's a perfect movie in terms of delving into to, to, to psychosis, um, which is interesting. Because somebody mentioned the Joker, the new Joker movie, which I hear is very kind of close to Taxi Driver and also goes into that. But what I what I didn't want to do, I didn't want to make a, a victim story. I didn't want to make a movie where somebody's possessed and running down the corridor and their their mental health is taken as a possession of sorts by a demon. I've seen so much so much of that. Um I wanted to to empower the person and make a just just ask some questions. We you know I think that's what movies have to do is start start a debate or at least ask a question of are we looking at something in the wrong way. And that that really comes across with this oh, right. okay, film. Good. Okay, good. This per again, I'm like, I don't, I'm, I, I don't, again, I don't own shares in your film, and I'm, so I'm therefore trying not to. No, it's sp- fine. You can you can say what you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But that was clearly something that was important, wasn't it? Could, could you? That's something I wanted to ask without spoiling anything. Yeah. But that was that is almost the film's USP, I, I guess, in that what you don't want is for the audience to uh, feel pity. Or to to have that feeling that they want to put their arm around mm-hmm. Sally's character. No, yeah. By the end of the picture, I hope that you'd want her arm around you. I think, mate. We've just written the tagline for the film. <laughs> that's it. Um, that's how I feel. I feel like you know the final scene. Um, yeah, I, I I just hope people leave with hope that that you know these these people, or at least this person in this movie, is not a victim. Uh, there's there's many many other 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 layers to it. Where, um, is your is your anxiety getting better? Do you feel you, you know not, those Depen- steps? Depends you... how the premiere goes tonight. To be honest, we'll see. Tomorrow it could be through the bloody roof. Um, yeah, did, yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, no. In terms of you, you said earlier, the steps that you've taken in terms of the. I mean, these are the thing is these do make a huge difference. I often think, oh, why do I feel anxious? Then remember, I've had four coffees. Yeah, but they are genuine. You know. Sigs, coffee, we don't. Well, your gut, right? Your gut is a lot. Of that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, your gut. Certainly, what you what you eat and what you take in is plays plays a big part in anxiety. Um, it's such a crazy thing, anxiety. It's, it's it can be the smallest thing, and then it can trigger you, and then go all the way through your body, and sometimes make you feel like you're about to die. Like it's such a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but I, I think recently, I kind of, I kind of, I, I started getting fed up of feeling anxious, and I was a little bit like, fuck this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be just a, a, a vessel that you can take over. Um, so anytime I get it, I'm just like, no, go away. Absolutely, go away. That's one thing a therapist would tell you. You know, really, that's, that's a very positive step when you are mindful enough of it to be able to tell it to effectively. Not now. Sorry. Right. No. Well, that, yeah, that's the stage I'm at. I think. I think I'm at that stage. That's a very. That's a very healthy stage. Put a bit of M M&M and M on, and then say. Go get away. Yeah, sometimes I'll get. I don't know you, but I sometimes get so worked up over something, mm-hmm. and I will convince myself that a certain thing is so. And then when it turns out that I was totally wrong, and there was nothing to get anxious in the first place, and then I'm beating myself up for getting all worked up. You know, well, it's that thing of like, um, you know, the you go out on a uh, you go on a night out and you say something. And then the next day you play it over and over. And you know, I go to events or I go to like social situations. You know, yeah. go, um, I try and be social and I'll, I suppose I'll have an opinion on something and I'll say it because I suppose that's what we're supposed to do. And then I'll leave going, what did I say? Did I say, did I offend anybody? Or did, you know, that, that plays on my mind sometimes. Um, which is, you know, again, bugger off, go away. Have you read any, uh, now I, I will happily show you my uh, audiobook collection because it's something to behold have you ever got into the personal development uh space with with books and what have you no no oh mate it's a whole new world really yeah. really if you ever see me walking down the street with sorry no turning to dion warwick there um <laughs> <laughs> if i've got my headphones on you bet your bottom dollar i've got uh some sort of audio book 
it's James, it's going to be okay. One of, one of those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I've not done that. I've not done that. So, so, which is interesting because actually at the beginning of my picture, at the beginning of Well, beauty, oh, I laughed out loud because, oh. yeah, because the opening, the, I mean, no, I can say this yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's by being safe because it's the opening line. So when that started, I genuinely thought, oh, Craig, man after my own heart. Because <laughs> that is the very, <laughs> yeah. the amount of them that starts. Um, and uh, listener, I hope you're with me on this one if you've ever listened to them. Um, if you are, don't listen if you are driving or operating yes, yes. heavy machine. Because I often think, who is operating a lathe <laughs> while listening to Paul McKenna or what have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think it starts with, I'd like to welcome you to this hypnosis recording for releasing stress and anxiety. And I just find that so... It's like, okay, cool, interesting. Let's see how this works. But I, I suppose that's what the movie's for, in a way, is to... Um, I'm glad you laughed at that. I, I always that laugh at that. Laughter of recognition, yeah. trust yeah, me. Yeah, I always laugh at that bit. Yeah, yeah. So you've never, you've never gone down that particular I, boulevard? I looked at some of them for this um, in terms of what I was going to write for it and stuff. But no, I've never tried tried it now. Some are fantastic. Uh, I had a, we had a couple in here. The podcast will be coming out soon, actually. They've written a, a book called The Book of Rest, and they write about yoga nidra. Ah. And off the back of that chat, I found this on YouTube... I mean, my poor wife, I mean, I've been bed with my wife and she looks at things I'm looking at and she's thinking, what on earth? But there's a Yoga Nidra 20-minute headphones on, close your eyes. Um, I would, I would, I would, hello, I would strongly... Recommend? Okay, well, it's, I think David Lynch is that for me, really. I do... You know what? Yeah, sure. I, I do listen, I do watch a lot of, I go down, I go down the hole and I watch, which is ironic because he has a beautiful, beautiful uh, phrase um, about the hole. And he, I watch so many videos of him and he's, the way he's just... It's so beautiful, like the way he's like so, he's just so calming, his voice is wonderful just to watch him try and figure things out. Um, He has a great, great way of looking at following the idea or the world, he says, um, there's the donut and the hole. Yes. And the hole is so deep and so bad, so focus on the donut. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that's exactly what we should all be doing is focusing on the donut, not the hole. Because too many of us worry about the hole we worry about the hole and we go yeah and it's it's deep and it's really really bad instead of enjoying the donut enjoy the donut Did, so have you got into tm off the back of i tried to yeah it's quite expensive to be fair to him um or them rather um but uh i i did a bit of it i i use headspace i use a, an app called headspace and that's just a 10 minute thing you know it you go you just calm down for a set it's trying to it in the morning um and not really to find ideas and stuff like that but just to to, to calm myself i think just to clear my head because there's so many things running around in there so it, did you have to get the pr- practitioner for the tm no i didn't go that far i didn't i went to what i went to i went to um like a i suppose a seminar of sorts and um watched enough videos on the the, the best library in the world youtube um but no, I never went. I never went there. And I, it felt, I just didn't know what, you know, it felt a wee bit culty. Really? Be, to be honest. I just couldn't tell why there's, why it was so expensive, you know, just to get a word that you repeat for 20 minutes. I've thought of certain things in the well-being world. If, not naming names, but I do sometimes think... If you cared that much about well-being, would you be charging thousands of pounds? Yeah. The thing is about the David Lynch Foundation is that they they are doing great things. They're doing fantastic things. Uh, yeah, no, and that's not aimed at... Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm going back on myself as well. <laughs> but um, I don't want to offend David, Mr. Lynch. Um, but I, I think that, you know, because obviously he's not the, 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 you know... But I with the David Lynch Foundation, they seem to, you know, in America, there's a lot more schools teaching it now. And, and, and you know, that, that's great. That's great for kids. I think everybody should be taught that. Do you think, do you think we are getting better? I know chats like this, uh, I hope, help... Um, do, do you think we are getting better at having these sorts of conversations? Your, fi- I mean, you're, I'm not saying this. Your film is obviously going to help a great deal as well. Just talking about, obviously, not just paranoid schizophrenia, but mental health yeah. in pro- uh, in general, uh, issues in general. That's the thing with the movie. Every character has their own exactly issue. Yeah. Are we, do you think we are, do you feel we're getting better? Yes, I think we are. Felt like a cautious yes, Craig. Well, it's just I don't know everybody. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I. 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 I am. So I'd. Ho- hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I hope that, you know, if I'm at least talking about it, I'd hope other people are because I don't really like to talk. So, um, like, I come, I come from the valleys in Wales where we don't talk about our problems and we play rugby and, and that's that. So... I just hope it gets to those places because that's that's the places that you know really need it. Um, the the like I said earlier, the loneliness is a, is a is a real killer, and it's a terrible terrible thing. So the more we can talk about it and surround surround ourselves with people that understand, hell yeah. But I don't know. Do you think? Do you think we're getting better about it? I th- I think so. I think so. And you know, people like you being open about it. Someone like Ian Wright talking about yeah or he did a, a recent episode and a point he made was that he he wished say therapy was more readily available to people from his community oh wow okay yeah and so to hear to hear someone like that and again someone like yourself who to the to the neutral you and I and I say that you know you you strike me as someone who has the world by the tail you've been in some of the most beloved movies and TV shows you've you just directed a movie with Sally Hawkins for yeah. for goodness sake, but the, but the fact is that, that you know if there is a common thread to these chats is um, it, it doesn't matter what someone's achieved or what they've done or what they're going through. Everyone does have their own issues. Yeah, don't they? everybody does. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and nobody knows what's going on inside anybody. Um, I think that's why we just need to be nicer to to each other. You know what I think, that, and that is a that's a huge thing is that we we probably. And it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, what age, it applies to everyone. We do all need to be... There is no reason to be mean or there is no reason to be nasty. There is no reason at all. We, 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 it's, it's, I feel it's much, you know, it's, maybe it's harder for people to be nice, but it's not that, it's not that difficult to be nice to one another. I mean, it seems the only time that people are is Christmas, you know? That's the only time that people actually acknowledge other people and it's like, oh, I want to be, you know, I want to be giving and I want to be nice. It's like, what about the rest of the year? Um, it's the same thing with, you know, the homeless right now. Like, the, 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 how much of a big issue that is and nobody, no, still nobody's addressing it. Still nobody's doing anything about it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know the, the number, but I think it was like something like 764 people in Wales died last year because, you know, from being homeless. And it's still not at the front of people's issues, which I just think is crazy. Again, loneliness, you know, going back to that. The the homeless thing um, is that is something I I do feel I do feel strongly about. And when you're a little kid, and I mean like a toddler, and you walk past, you're with your family, and you walk past a homeless person, and you say, you know, what, based on what's going on there, mm. and you are told. Oh, that person doesn't have a home, so they live in the street. Yeah. So, as a child, you go, "Sorry, sorry, what? How is that a thing?" Yeah. And then you go through your whole life just accepting that that is the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now, I'm at an, I feel like I'm at an age where the child was right. You know what? Yeah. How have we? How have we let this become a thing? You know, it's and still not done it. You know, anything, no. anything about it at all, really. Um, yeah. It break, it just it does break the heart into a. It does, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I've fallen down the hole and not the donut, but that that is something that um, I think it's worth going into the hole for that. To be honest, yeah, to be honest, yeah, it's look added to the long issues that this place needs to sort out. It's it's yeah, the world. I'm tra- so so I, I run a I, I run a comedy night and we have done stuff. I'm trying not to sound like smashy and nicey by bringing up charity work, but that is something that uh, I, I've tried to do, even as 
a small thing about because I do what I don't want the list for me to talk about and the list to think when well, you're talking a good game, but that I do I I actively believe yeah. that that is especially in London where the sheer vo- it's not a competition, really, but the, what I mean by that is the sheer volume is uh, stupefying, isn't it? Every street, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before now, I know, I know, uh, I whether you like it or not, my friend, I could, I could do this until you're premiere tonight um <laughs> i think i would feel better that would, i would I'd like that very much and not go to the premiere to be honest well, well it, i mean that's i mean that is a th- that is a thing that you know if say we are we are now friends right yes. i would say to you that i i do believe in smelling the roses right and i would say if we'd been pals for like 10 years i would say to you as your mate yeah please remember to smell the roses tonight because that is a that is a, a moment where you have a premiere of a movie that you've written and directed starring a a stunning cast. So I know that obviously you will be worried and, and thinking, but please do have that moment where tell us this is pretty good. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I will. I'll try. How, now, before we go, how did you assemble the rest of that cast? Because it's not just no. Sally and uh, no, it's and Billy Piper, Daddy. Alice Lowe, Penelope Wilton, more with Clark. There's um, we look, but we are pretty much. Uh, I I saw Penelope Wilton on a uh, Good Morning Brit, whatever it's called this morning, whatever yeah. that idiot Piers Morgan is on, um, and I uh, I saw I saw her do an interview and. She, just the way her smile was, she smiled, and I couldn't tell if she she wanted to smile, and I just knew that was perfect for the character. So we then sent her the script, and she watched the first film I directed called Just, just Jim. Jim. Yeah, and she she sat down with me, and I remember I think she said, "You mumble quite a lot as an actor. Is is that is that going to be happening in this?" And I was like, "She's so perfect. That's that's excellent." Um, that so, is so what the mum would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and she is the most wonderful, wonderful person. Like, she's just incredible, and I think such a turn for her in this movie. Like she's so different to what she normally is, and um, she there's a moment in the movie where she slaps somebody. Yes, and then afterwards she laughs, and I just remember. Oh, what a moment that is! Yeah, yeah, I remember um, her slapping it, and then that laugh was never in the script. And I just said, I walked up to Penelope and I whispered, "Once you've done, once you slap her, then laugh." And she looked at me at the side of her eyes, as if to say, "Are you serious?" And she tried it and trusted me. And I mean, it felt really good on the day, and people laughed, and it was just, yeah, it was. It's all about trust, and I was just so lucky to have a group of very, very skilled people um, trust me and go there because it's certainly somewhere. So, to the listener, Penelope Wilton, if you don't know, uh, I suppose the most recent thing you may have seen her in is she's the person Ricky Gervais chats with by yeah, the that's right. grave yeah. in She's in incredible in that, yeah. But she's just a phenomenal. Downton Abbey, yeah. Sure. Yeah, she's in that, yeah. But I mean, she's banging out some of her career best work at. Yeah, right yeah. now oh, she's is, wonderful. In that's really life. inspiring, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I was, yeah. I think I look. I, I, I never really sat. The movie is predominantly, you know, about strong women, very strong women. I think the men are very weak in the movie and actually do terrible things. Um, I'm from a background with strong women, and me too, yeah. me too, me too. And that's that's where it came. I never really sat down to go. I'm going to make a movie about this, you know. I just it came out because the characters are real, and that was it. And I'm just so happy, you know. The act these actors get the opportunity to play and have characters that are not just one dimension, you know, just not just out to find the man and stuff like that. These are people with real problems, and um, I mean, yeah, they all, Alice, Billy, Penelope, they they did. They came. They came to to play, and they they did a great job. I'd say Alice Lowe. The, I mean, the, the camera. Everyone's amazing in it, but the the camera loves Alice. Yeah, it Lowe, does. Yeah. It? Well, she's kind of you know. I always think of like you look at Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Ferris Bueller's not the protagonist in that movie. The best friend is the protagonist because because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the only one that has any kind of story arc. You know, he it's all about his dad and that. And at the end, he chucks the car out. The you know the thing. Um, so I feel like Sally is Ferris Bueller, you know. I feel Sally has taken us into this world and she's, for me, feels like an alien of sorts, you know, in amongst these people that are kind of very down and... That's a great description. Yeah, yeah. And we, we kind of, that's the way... Especially we, that scene, you know, the, the it, hand action. Exactly. And she sings, you know, that first I was afraid, I was petrified, and now you're back from outer space. So there are many, many things. And the way we've shot it, there's, sometimes it's too bright for her. She's trying to adjust. Um 
So yeah, we did look at it like she was maybe an alien or a superhero that was, for instance, uh, Punch Drunk Love. I don't know if you've seen that yes. picture. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite movies. Now, I don't know if you know that Barry Egan, Adam Sandler's character, is actually Superman. Stop it. Yeah, no, so he's actually Superman. So, and actually when you break the movie down and you look at it, you're like, oh shit. So he wears a, remember he just turns up in a blue suit one day and they're like, hey Barry, why are you wearing a suit? Um, so he turns up in a blue suit. He's got a red tie. Um, he's anxious. Uh, he collects flyer miles because he's trying to fly. He um, he has super strength. If you remember, he beats those guys up and he smashes the windows right. really hard. And the scene where he kicks the windows in. Exactly. He he's, he's getting chased at one point and he jumps off a, off a balcony and he jumps like that um, with his hands out like super, Superman. And also, um, and also uh, Emily Watson's character is wearing all red. And at the end, he sat at the piano playing... And she comes around and she puts her, her oh red arms around God. him. So she, he, she puts the cape on him. So he's ready to fly. It, yeah, it's a masterpiece. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson is just beyond, beyond. And so then you've gone into those similar yeah, forensic exactly. levels That's as well. the double bill I want at the Prince Charles is yeah, Punch Drunk Love and Eternal Beauty. I, I just, yeah, I, I love the way he's dealing in the movies about anxiety. That's all it is. And he said, okay, how can I look at that in a different way? And it's super, Superman. So for me, it was, yeah, my, uh, I, I I actually have an Easter egg of Punch Drunk Love in the movie, um, so I, I know you it, son of a gun. In a world, I would love Jane, the main character, and Barry Egan to meet. Well, there's a there's a crossover movie we can all we can all get behind. <laughs> um, anything else that you do for for balance that you've not shared already? Um, I watch I watch football actually. That's that gives me balance. Who's um, your team? Liverpool. It's a great great time to be a Liverpool fan. Um, I watch football. Your team of Crystal Palace, Palace yeah. Um, but I was I was a Liverpool, I was a glory sport as a child. Uh, so I'm talking the Steve McMahon, Ronnie Whelan, John Barnes, Ray Hampton. Uh, I was a Neil Heskey, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, which is fine. But now it's great. Um, I mean, they're going to run away with it pretty much. Right? You think so? I mean, what are they like eight points already clear? Mate, there's a lot. There's a lot of football to be played. I, I would I would like Liverpool to win, but as we sit here in October. I, I also I also play Xbox. That me and my friend Dara, we play. I, I so I we play Pro Evolution Soccer, mate. And I was I was one seventh in the world on on that game. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I um it's my only thing. I'm actually you know I can say confidently. Uh, I played a lot of online, and I went on like a, I think it was a seventy six win streak or whatever, and got to like seventh. Seventh on that's the, on the, phenomenal. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really cool. I played first as well, and we drew three all. But then there was this thing back when it was it was a two thousand and seven pairs uh, with Adriano with the incredible left foot, mate. Yeah, he was incredible. He was the prince on that game. Yeah, and it would just glitch all the time, and like it would pause or freeze rather when you're online, and it was whoever would disconnect first. Um, and I think my power went off or something, and I, I lost the game. But yeah, that was good because then I got like involved with IGN for a little bit. And uh, start again. I got like yeah, Call of Duty before it came out and stuff, which was for, for the the inner nerd or the outer nerd rather. Um, was very, I was very happy with that. Have you got the new Provo then? Twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I get everyone. I try and play them as much as possible. It's just so calming. It's, it's just wonderful. And I don't care that it's not always the real names. I don't, it's a so, better game. So when I was a kid, it was you know Brian Riggs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't mind that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it's the better game. It's so much. It's it's, it's, just, it's more difficult. That's why people. It's the better game. Yeah, no. It's just smoother. Yeah, it is. And FIFA is just. It feels too much like I know. I know. Pez is an arcade game, but Pez, FIFA. There's only there's like five or six ways to score a goal sure. on on FIFA, and with Pez, and I'm still scoring goals now that I've never scored before. Absolutely. Um, so if anybody wants to get rid of their anxiety or feel calm, definitely put a game of Pez on. It's excellent. Yeah, if you never play Pez, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you really are. You really are. We're trying to find a tournament because I want to go to these big tournaments that they set up. Um, although I'm not as good as I used to be, but I can I can practice. There's a, there's a storyline for a movie there. We need to play some Pez. Not That's as good as I to used do. to be, but I'm <laughs> chisel off the old rust. <laughs> Gunslinger's got some life in him. Um, Craig, uh, it's been an absolute thank you, James. Pleasure, an honour, and a, a treat to. Uh, to meet, meet with you so thank you so much likewise thank you for having me great to chat bless your heart eternal beauty uh, best of luck with everything best of luck with the premiere and uh, I hope to see you again soon thank you So yeah absolutely for some pears thank you I'll see you some pears mate I'll fucking bring it on yeah. no hang on a minute I mean you will thrash me but <laughs> uh, figure of speech yeah Craig thank you so much thank you again that thank was you so great thank bless you, you. thanks man thanks that was great that was smashing, man. Thank you. what a lovely bloke eh 
Craig Roberts, incredibly likeable, incredibly down to earth, incredibly open. Uh, so I would say keep your keep your eyes open for Eternal Beauty. And as we say, what a cast: Sally Hawkins, Billy Piper, David Thewlis, Penelope Wilton, Alice Lowe. I mean, blimey, O'Reilly. Uh, anyway, as ever, please, you know, if you've enjoyed it, spread the word. To, I mean, by the way, if you've not enjoyed today's episode. I'm not sure you'll enjoy any of our other episodes because <laughs> that, that for me felt like a very, that was uh, quite symbolic of what we've done across these past 40 plus episodes. But if this is your first one, check out the back catalogue. People like, not people like, people such as Dame Jess Ennis, Ricky Gervais, Fern Cotton, Patricia Arquette, Sweet Mama, uh, one of my heroes, Chris Akabusi. Many, many more. Hope you enjoy. Spread the word. Tell your friends. If you've not enjoyed it, as I say, just you know, keep that to yourself. The, I tell you what, the five-star review and the positive write-up helps us like you would not believe because it nudges us. It just makes us more visible, I guess. And, you know, the more people who download, the we'll keep getting brilliant guests such as Craig. Uh, oh, by the way, we're going to drop another one tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say no more. I uh, hope you enjoy that. That's another very special guest. My God. Uh, anyway, take care. God bless you. And again, atheists, just bless you. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.